My chick is one out of a million, she a grand prize Met her on the dash bus up in Van Nuys That pretty face, accent, and them tan thighs Made me fantasize, hold oh, hey, I hit it like whoa, whoa, hey. She is untouchable baby it's jay Hen. this is on wax the podcast and guess what we are back and and i mean we're like really back for good all right so first things first like we always do i apologize for the long delay but what i will say is don't blame me blame lj he had school and he was like i can't record it's finals week and i have an internship and my panties are in a bunch and my girl don't let me record and blah. so i guys like i bro i bro i bro i'm gonna do this by myself no i'm just kidding this episode is actually by myself though um but only because i wanted to uh, I feel like I got a lot to talk about. I had a couple good things that I wanted to, you know, just talk about, just because, and just uh, just keep everybody updated. We're still here, okay, and um, we still got, you know, a lot of episodes going into 2018. Um, we got C Wade coming back. We got Asha coming back. I've spoke to you a lot, but we finally got Dejour in the studio and recording. We got Randini coming part two. The next episode after this, LJ's finally back. Congratulations to him. So by the time you're listening to this, LJ's 100% graduated and done with school. So he deserves it, man. That my motherfucker is a beast. He has an internship. He goes to school full time. He goes to work full time. You know, he's in a relationship full time. He stays busy. So um, he told me he promised me after um, Sunday, December, I think it's the 17th. That he's going to be fully dedicated to recording again, so I'm really excited to get him back. Um, but again, I, I had to get this had to get this going, you know. Um, you know, this this right here is uh, something that I really look forward to every week. I told him it's a stress reliever for me. I love to record, and uh, you know, we've been getting a lot of great feedback from everybody. I do realize, you know, it's going to be tough to get a lot of the listeners back just because we've been gone for two to three months. But you know, with consistency and word of mouth, and you know, everybody that listens that is listening to this you know and and do your part and you know and you have been we appreciate it you know but continue to spread the word continue to share it to a friend continue you know to uh to be patient with us but we should be good to go um that song that i just played actually um was a request by one of the listeners you know she hit me up and was like hey have you ever heard of a uh of a rapper named wax and i was like nah never heard of her and she was like, um, excuse me, that it's a dude. And I was like, oh, shit. 
So she sent me the song Rosana Freaky Lil Mama. She be um, pretty dope song. Um, I think the dude's from California. She said that she went to go see him live. He was he was a cool performer, whatever. Um, go check out Wax Rosana. Check out the video. The video's fucking fire, funny as fuck. I mean, tons of curveballs in the video. It's uh, actually pretty humorous, pretty funny. Um, and Rosana is a bad Mexicana. I'll say that. I don't know what the fuck she is. Cuban. I have no idea, but mm, bitch is bad. So everybody uh, YouTube that shit immediately so you know what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, we, we I was just talking to a couple friends, you know, about the podcast. And uh, I was actually listening to a podcast. And one of my favorite, favorite podcasts um, is the Chris D'Elia podcast. And, and he records by himself. And, you know, I was like, you know what, I, I, bet I, can, I bet I can record by myself and make it pretty interesting for 45 minutes to an hour. So we're going to see how long I can go today um, without, my, without my, my colleague, my co-host, my right-hand man, LJ. But like I said, he's going to be back before you know it, guys. So, um, again, I already have the episodes with C. Wade, Asha, DeJour, and the, the, the famous, the infamous, the... The legendary Randini Part 2. So I'm really excited. Those are already done. So literally, I'm just stacking them up. I'm just fucking piling them up. So so when the time's right, we're going to drop all of them. You know, I have a, one, of my, one of my partners, one of my, rap, one of my rap friends. He's going to come in here and talk about, you know, some of the new music that he's been recording. It's a Cali boy, too. Um, that should be pretty exciting. And again, we're looking for new guests every day. So if you know anybody that... Uh, has, you know, a, a cool story. That's all we really care about is someone that can keep a conversation with a cool story and you think people want to hear that person, then, then, the, then the on wax door is always open. But um, so this weekend, um, this past weekend, uh, just to keep everybody updated, me and LJ both, we've probably told this story several times on the podcast, but um, we both turned 30. His birthday is December 8th. My birthday is December 9th. And it was kind of a crazy story because, you know, we're turning 30. That's kind of a big deal, you know what I mean? And um, and everyone is asking me, man, what are you going to do for your 30th birthday? You got you to gotta want to do something big, man. You don't, you don't know, 30 is a big one, you know. You don't, you don't get too many big ones. And that's what she said. Um, and I was like, I don't know, you know. Uh, we'll, we'll have to see. And so, like, a couple days before the 8th. So, like, I don't know, like the 4th. I don't even know. It was a couple days before the 8th. I call LJ and I'm like, bro, and it's so funny because he's always like, if I say the word bro, but I stretch it out like, bro, every single time it's so classic. He goes, no, and we just start busting out laughing. So I call him and I'm like, bro, and he's like, no, and we start we start cracking up. I'm like, dog, do you have anything planned for your 30th birthday? He's like, no, nah, man, I don't. He's like, why? What do you have planned? And I said, I'm going to D.C. And he was like, you're not. Shut the, get the fuck out of here. And I'm like, no, I'm serious, bro. He's like, really? Why? Like, what's? I was, he's like, what's, why all of a sudden? And I was like, I just got an email notification that, and I was fucking, my dick blew right off my body. Um, the fucking trip, the round trip from San Antonio to D.C., Round trip, non-stop flights, $77, period. Period. I fucking know, right? Like, I can't even go to Houston and back in my truck for 
this fucking airline is going to fly me across the fucking country for $77 and take me home. And I was like, fuck it, I got to do it. Here's the catch. I left San Antonio at 5.20 p.m. I got to D.C. because of the time change at 9.30 p.m. Here's the catch. I had to be back at the airport at 5 a.m., because my flight left at 6.40 p.m., I'm sorry, 6.40 a.m. to get back in San Antonio by 9.30 a.m. And he was like, fuck, dude, that'll be fucking dope. He's like, we just fucking crushed D.C., get in these streets and crush D.C. for a couple hours. And I was like, it's dope, right? Like, it's spontaneous, it's spurred a moment, we're both turning 30. I'm getting to go to fucking a baller, mm, baller pizza spot in dc called wise guys fucking solid ass fucking brick oven pizza they have the fucking meat lover which i had it had fucking pepperoni bacon sausage i don't even fucking know maybe fucking meatball i forget what the fuck it had on there baller and then i had the fucking this is my favorite one though it's the buffalo chicken pizza fuck dude shit so shit so good so yeah we, we went to a place called u street um oh quick funny story though so before we go to u street and lj's like all right we're gonna go to this call uh this this bar and i was like all right bet he's like yeah it's supposed to be a legit bar blah 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 blah, blah. i'm like man I'm, I'm down for whatever like literally i am down for whatever you you tell me and i'm going he's like all right cool so when we get in there we open the door and the first thing i notice is it's red flag number one and first things first i have no problem with these type of establishments i want to put myself out there immediately i have no problem with these type of establishments but as soon as i open up the door it says queers stay here and i kind of give lj a look and i'm pointing at the thing i'm like the fuck and it was, it was honestly like a fucking um uh, like a movie so like it said queer stay here and that's no big deal and then like on the wall there was this fucking big ass sign that says welcome all gays and i'm like the fuck so then like it hits me and i look around and like there's this fucking big dick hanging from the ceiling and i'm like oh fuck we're at a gay bar and again to be clear i have no problems with those type of places just not my preference of place on my 30th birthday so lj starts laughing he's like oh my fucking god he's like dude which he probably knew it was a gay boy. That's between me and you. He's like, dude, my fucking friend told me he was going to meet us here. And I'm like, is this a 30-year-old prank? Or what the fuck's going on? He's like, I don't know, man. So we, we Google this place, and it's called a Black Whiskey. And he's starting to trip out. He's like, well, maybe he meant Whiskey Black. And, like, it was kind of funny. And I was like, I was like, I mean, we can stay. I don't mind. I like, this is your type of place. You know, we can stay for sure. I don't care. He's like, no, 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 no. So he texts his friend, and his friend was like, no, nah, bro, it's it's above Whiskey Black. So we had to leave and go upstairs. But um, it's kind of a funny story. And uh, shout out, Seaweed. Um, but so, yeah, so the, we went there. We had a couple drinks. Um, nothing crazy. Um, I had I had a flight at 6, 6.30 in the morning, so I couldn't get too crazy. LJ actually couldn't drink at all because of some medication that he's on. But I thought it was pretty neat that um, he told me, he said the, he said expectations when we were talking initially on the phone and he was like bro he's like 
I, you, 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 of course, I'm going to pick you up at the airport when you come. He's like, but I can't drink. And so he, he set those expectations with me. I was like, all right, bet, man. But it was funny because, like, when we were there, I didn't want to be a bad influence or anything. But I was like, bro, are you sure you can't even take a birthday shot with your boy? And he was like, um, I'll take a shot with you. So we, we took a shot together for our 30th birthday. It was pretty dope. Um, and then we went to this place. Um, I forget the name of it off the top of my head, but um, it was a fucking chili cheese dog place. It had, it, he told me it was like the spot in D.C. to go to like after the club or after the bar or whatever. So we had a, um, a chili cheese dog there. We got to see a motherfucker get stomped. Ow, like fucking, like, like WWE, like, but except the kicks weren't fake. I'm talking about he got thrown to the ground and we just seen a fucking, it was fucking disturbing and he left all bloody and then the ambulance comes and it was a mess, but it was funny because, uh, I went to hop up, I went up, I went to the scene, I was at the scene and, uh, I damn near screamed out, World star, um, but I didn't. And LJ was funny because he was like, "Dude, he's like, you're always in the middle of that shit." I'm like, "Man, I ain't trying to be. I just wanted to see. I just want to see some action on my birthday." So that happened. Went home, and I ain't never felt a day like I. I felt old as fuck for thirty, man. Like I got home, and it's probably because I was exhausted from that trip. But literally on my actual thirtieth birthday, I just, I just stayed home. I just uh. I went back to sleep. I must have got home around 10 a.m. I went back to sleep until like 2 p.m. And then like I just stayed and watched TV. Um, just watched a lot of fucking TV on my 30th birthday. A couple friends reached out and was like, hey, man, we should go out, man. It's your 30th birthday, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, mm, I'm feeling 30. Mm, nah, I'm 30. It was funny because like I was talking to a couple of my colleagues and I was like, I'm old. She was like, did you just say you're mold? I'm like, I'm not mold. I'm mold. And they were like, what? I was like, oh, oh my God. My mold. And like, oh, you're old? I was like, yeah. My knees hurt. My back hurts. My mold. And uh, I'm feeling every bit of 30 right now. Even though 30 is not so bad so far. 30 has not treated me so bad so far. I, I don't know. We a couple days. We about a weekend. But 30s 30 is not too bad. So yeah, let's 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 not talk about me turning 30. Because um, that's kind of depressing if you know what I mean. <sighs> Good God, where do I start? Um, start with LJ and, and our friendship, man. It's crazy because like. We're almost in 2018, and I've known the dude since 1996. I mean, good God. Having being, having a best friend that long is rare. Like Nigerian hair. Just kidding. That's a little Wayne verse, by the way, if anybody did not know that. But yeah, LJ's cool, man. And uh, we were talking, and this is what I kind of wanted to talk about on the podcast, is because we were talking about, like, um... You know how many people. You know how many times, in the transitions and, and just everything that people go through growing up, and you know, to the person that I am at thirty, we're talking about this. It's crazy because, you know, in in junior high, 
the person that I wanted to be or the people that I looked up to are completely different um, than you know what I want to become today and the person that I that I am today. And we're kind of just talking about you know just a different type of people. Like in, in junior high, for instance, like I don't know if anybody remembers his brand, but I used to have a fucking Fubu shirt. And I thought that shit was so legit. It was, I remember, man, it was like a turquoise-ish type shirt. And I used to rock that motherfucker weekly. And I had fucking, and, and I'm not even bullshitting. I had fucking Dickies, uh, LJ and me both. He had, he always preferred the low tops. I always preferred the high tops. We had, we both had Air Force Ones. LJ like had throwback hats and, and we had jerseys and, and like, I didn't wear it out in public by no means, but me, I remember taking pictures with the motherfucking foil in our teeth and the gum wrappers in our teeth. And, and man, we were so like influenced and in love with the Texas rap culture. And, and like, man, it was just insane. Like that's who I wanted to be. And like, it was, it was insane. And then like when we, when, then when we started high school, the only time that I think me and LJ kind of, sort of, briefly had like a a time that we we didn't hang out as much and man he, he probably doesn't know this and, and this is um this is probably gonna be uh news to his ears but i really regret going the route that i went to and, and you know what he took a he took a, like we're at a y right now and and i took a left and he took a right and um, it was insane because, like, like I'd mentioned, I was I was fucking wearing baggy clothes and long white tees and and just random ass dumbass shit. And then LJ went a hundred percent right, and he grew out dreadlocks and wore Amber Crombie and flip flops. And you wouldn't believe like it, the LJ that you see now was completely different in high school, like. And I was too. Like I'm looking back at some of these pictures of me in high school. I'm like, what the fuck? So, you know, um, and we still hung out. I, we we weren't. It wasn't like we were not friends, but like we we just took different paths. You know, with with what we you know how we dressed and who we hung out with. And and I hung out with some fucking shady ass people that I really really a I don't associate it with them now. And b um. I really just regret hanging out with a couple people that I hung out with. And it's just so crazy. Like in high school, these people that you call your friends, these people that like you thought like they were real and this and that, but like I'm not like these same people that I'm referring to right now, they are literally not even on my Facebook right now. I haven't even sent them motherfuckers like friend request right now. It's so fucking crazy how like just people that have were in your life and that you thought would always be in your life mean nothing to you now. And every time I think about it, it's just insane. Like I specifically remember this one time. I'm not going to get into the whole story, but like two two guys that I thought were like, I don't know, like top three or four best friends sent a motherfucker to my house to beat my ass. And, and let's be clear. That day, I got my ass beat. If anybody cares to hear the story, I'm f always going to tell it, but I'm not fixing to put myself on wax today. No, 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 no. But what I will say is I had nothing to do with what he was upset about 
It was an ambush. It was 100% of an ambush. I had two of my friends knock on my friend door and say, hey, such and such is outside and he's mad. And I'm like, if he's so goddamn mad, fuck, the fuck you bring him to my house for? Like, I consider you like, like I said, not just a, a mutual friend or a, a fucking associate. Like, these are guys I hung out with on a regular basis. And so, like, I went out to, for the fucking, to sign the peace treaty and shit and just got clocked dead in my motherfucking mouth i'm talking about clock i needed fucking six stitches in my lip Ugh, i cringe thinking of that day um but yeah i mean but again i don't want to be that person no more um and again lj was with some motherfucking hey bro what's up bro i have nothing much bro uh just gonna hang out today dude and that was lj you know and again what makes me and lj's friendship so unique is i took the left and he took the right but we were always still really good friends. And, um, and it, you know, then, then like I would mentioned, like the whole Dickies and South Pole and FUBU. And, I mean, you name the fucking brand and I probably wore it. Um, but then, like, I go to – so in San Antonio – so my senior year, my, my, uh, my mom ended up moving to San Antonio. And I was – man, I, I was no – no I'm not throwing shade at Smithville at all. I love Smithville. My brother and my dad still live in, you know, in Bastrop County. But um, I was ready to get the fuck out. Like my mom was moving to San Antonio, and I, I just thought it was a great opportunity for me. And I was – she had asked me. She said, you have the choice. You know, you can – you know, I know you want to be with all your friends. You know, you've been in – you've been in Smithville since second grade. She's like, I doubt you want to go to a brand new school in your senior year. You know, I don't think anybody would want to try to meet brand new friends on your senior year. But I, I was just so fed up with Smithville, and I was like, you know what? I'm ready to, ready to jump in the big, the big lake. I was a, I was a big Smith, I was a big fish in a small pond in Smithville. Nah, shout out to Jared. He knows what I'm talking about. Um, and I was ready to, I was ready to swim. I was ready to, to grow my wings. So I went to. Um, san antonio and i ended up going to marshall high school and i loved marshall like to me and anybody from smithville can probably relate that that you know went to a bigger school or even college like if you went to college anywhere else like in austin or anything else you could probably imagine what the fuck was going on so like smithville we didn't have no fucking movie theater when i was in school it was before the movie theater was built in bastrop like if you wanted to go to the fucking movies you got to drive 45 minutes to austin you want to go buy clothes anywhere other than bells you got to go to austin you want to eat anywhere other than fucking dairy queen or chilies you got to go to austin and so like then all of a sudden i have fucking every restaurant that you can think about at my fingertips I have four or five malls within a 10-minute radius. Like, I mean, it's just insane. I was fucking overwhelmed with how close HEB was. Like, if you wanted to go to Walmart even, you had to drive 15 minutes to Bastrop. Like, HEB was walking distance. Like, it was just a whole different life. And, like, I loved it. And, like, and like it was so neat to, like, go to the movies. Like, every day after, like, every Friday, everybody would meet up at the movies in San Antonio. And it was fucking, like... So, um, it was kind of funny because when I first, first day, first day in school in San Antonio, I was just blown away because like everybody that knows Smithville knows that, um, well, I was the first senior, I was the first sophomore class in the new high school, but before the new high school, the high school, the junior high, the elementary were all on one fucking premise. Like 
it was all on one fucking area. So, like, literally, if I had a fucking second grade brother and I was in a senior, just literally walk across the street and go see him. Like, it, everything was just, like, bunched up in Smithville. And, like, in San Antonio, there's fucking J building. The fuck? A J building? I mean, we had two fucking hallways in Smithville, and there's a A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J building? the fuck like it was insane so like i remember going to the my first day of class and it was just insane and my cousin he was like hey it was the only person i knew only fucking person i knew but then again like i said we didn't have any classes together like i didn't see him often in, in school so for lunch he he you know hit me up and was like hey do you want to go to taco cabana and i was like Bro, what the fuck? Are you gonna try to leave campus right now? Or get in trouble? And he just gives me the stupidest look. I remember his look. He's like, "What do you mean, bro?" I was like, "We can, we can go to Taco Bell." He's like, "Yeah, bro, we have off-campus lunch." Like, who the fuck? Who the fuck eats in the cafeteria? And I was like, "Yeah, good point." And um. I thought it was baller as fuck that we had off-campus lunches and like it was just insane like just the people and I mean it was just I was overwhelmed like my cousin also had a fucking apartment his senior year so like you could just imagine like he had parties and like they had access to beer and like it was just insane like San Antonio was just on a so much of a bigger scale than what I was used to in Smithville like in Smithville like we had pasture parties where we literally drove 15, 20, 25 minutes in on a dirt fucking back road to, to, to finally get to our destination with jack dick shit out there. And like, it was just insane. Like the, the, the party culture was totally different. The, the, everything was, was just different. And uh, I loved it. And, um, I didn't graduate at Marshall. Some people know this, some people don't. Is because I ended up getting in trouble in San Antonio. So, quick, 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 funny story. Um, okay, so back to my story real quick. I was pretty. I know I'm not shy, so I'm not trying to say I'm. I'm always shy, but I was when I don't know anybody. I'm pretty shy. Like, if if I know you, I'm not shy, but. You know, in order for me to feel comfortable with you, I'm, I don't know. Like, it, it just takes a while for me to open up, kind of. But then when I'm open up, fuck, you can't get me to shut up. So, I was in fucking health class. I remember the story, like, yesterday. I love to tell the story. I was in health class, and I didn't talk to anybody. Like, I was, I was to myself, you know, didn't really talk to anybody. It was just, you know, uh, making the best grades of my life, by the way, because didn't didn't act up wasn't wasn't the class clown like I normally was in Smithville and you know those um those rectangular tables like I don't know how to they're just like a rectangular table that can typically sit two students on a table instead of you know a regular desk that only sit, sat one I had my own rectangular table and I was sitting to the far left and there was an empty seat to the far right but I sat there every day. No one sat next to me. It was just my table. That's that. So, like, I was probably there about a month. I'd say about a month. And um, I was in health class, you know, nothing nothing out of the ordinary. And I put my left, I'm sorry, I put my right leg on the chair next to me, like the empty chair. So 
I literally have my, I'm doing it right now. I have my left foot down, and then you can imagine my right leg stretched out on the right chair. And so the, the lesson was over or whatever, and the teacher said, um, you know, whatever, goof off for the next 10 minutes. So I'm just hanging out, relaxed, you know, minding my own motherfucking business. And um, this fucking, this guy, he comes up from behind, and he, and, and, and I think it just kind of threw me a, a curve, a fucking, just gave me the wrong fucking vibe right off the bat. He, he comes from behind me and literally like snatches this fucking chair right from under my right leg, just snatches it right up. And it drops my leg, of course, and he sits, he fucking just plops his big ass down on this chair. And he's just looking at me like, almost like, bitch, I wish you would say something. And again, I was trying to be cool and I was like... Come on, bro. I was like, you see me sitting there. He's like, what? I was like, my leg was right there. And, and again, keep in mind, plenty of plenty of open chairs. And I'm like, come on, get another chair, man. So I'm still sitting down, and I'm kind of toggling this chair with him. And where, where he's kind of like really trying to go back and forth. And finally, I snag the chair up from him. And I put it around, so like I grab the chair and I pull it around to where now the right chair is on my left side, right? Hope y'all can kind of vision what's going on. So I kind of alter my body. I turn my body. So now I put my left leg on the chair. And the guy gets up. And now he's trying to get the chair again. And so I'm looking at him like, bro, just get another chair, bro. And he's looking at me. He's like, I want that chair. And so right then and there, when he says, I want that chair, I already know shit's about to pop off. Shit's about to pop, 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 pop off. And so I'm like, dog, just get another chair. And so like literally he grabs the chair. I'm grabbing the chair. And like we're playing fucking tug of war with this fucking chair. And again, I snag it from him. And he's still trying. And I look at him. And he's standing up and I'm sitting down at this point. I look at him. I'm like, bro. Get another chair, because if I stand up, trust me, it's not finna be good. And he looks at me, and he says, what'd you say? I said, bro, if you make me stand up one more time, it's not fixing to be good. And he looks at me again. I'm sitting down, and he's, he's, I'm sitting down, and he's standing up. So he bends down, and he gets right in my ear, and he goes, stand up then. And I'm like, all right, cool, fuck it. Like, it is what it is. And at this point, you know, when, when all this, like, fucking tug of war is going off, it's getting a couple people's attention. Now, like, four or five students are wondering what the fuck's going on. They're kind of listening. They're trying to see what's, what's you know, what's popping. So when he tells me to stand up, then I'm like, I ain't never. I ain't never been no bitch, right? So I'm like, fuck it. I stand up. And so, like, his chest is like pushing against my right shoulder so like i'm not facing him and and like i'm looking like directly in front of the class and he's looking directly at me so we're like we kind of sort of making an l and like he's just looking at me his fucking fucking body's pressed against my fucking right shoulder and out of nowhere i just steal off on this guy hit him right in his motherfucking mouth and it's so crazy about big people, not even big people, I don't want to discriminate on big people, but it's so funny about people is just because you're big or just because you're strong or just because you're athletic doesn't necessarily mean you can fight. I mean, it's the truth. 
you know, I got a fucking nasty fight IQ, and I got a solid right left hand that'll fucking knock a motherfucker out. So I steal off on this dude. Boom! I hit him fucking right on the button. He fucking stumbles back, and then I follow with a right. Clack! And so, like, I'm just throwing these motherfucking hands on him, right? And he's just a big dude. I found out he, like, he was a senior lineman. So you can just imagine at a 5A school, a senior lineman, he was probably 6'2". I don't want to over-exaggerate on his weight, but he had to be about 250. And he just yanks me up by my shirt, right up by my shirt. And he, he wasn't throwing no punches, which I thought was weird. So, like, he, he grabs both his hands around my shirt. So he leaves my hands free. And so, like, as if, if anybody knows football, as a lineman... He's making it seem like I'm a fucking defensive tackle or something. He's he's grabbing my shirt and like almost as if it's my jersey. We'll use the football analogy here. He's grabbing my jersey. He's throwing me to the left. Goosh. Then he's throwing me to the right. Goosh. So like literally, he's manhandling me. I don't want to take all the credit. He's manhandling me. I mean, literally, he's just tossing me. He's just fucking ragdolling my ass. Just goosh. He's just, but he's just like he's just grabbing me and pushing me kind of like a fucking lineman. And he has me up against his desk, and, like, he's just kind of shaking me. And But the whole fucking time, my hands are fucking loose. So I'm just, glock, 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 glock. Everybody's trying to break it up. A fucking a kid gets in the fucking middle of it. You know, whatever. We'll get back to the kid here in a bit. The fucking health teacher comes up, breaks us up. I'm like a fucking pit bull, right? So I'm breathing heavy than a bitch. I'm tired than a bitch. They separate us. And, like, out of nowhere, just, I'm a fucking pit bull, I tell you. I'm a fucking pit bull, I tell you. I don't have no fucking quit. I run up on that motherfucker again and just, yunk, stick off on him again. Steal off on him. So I'm, I'm going back round two, just stealing off on the dude. And then out of nowhere, finally, the dude gets a fucking brain. Grabs me up again, right? In, like, slow motion, I literally see his fucking hand go all, cock his fucking, fucking right hand all the way back. And there's people in between us, and he has, he has one fucking hand on my shirt, and I literally see a fucking big-ass fist just fucking cocked all the way back. And just, eesh, hits me right in my mouth, but I'm a champion, didn't, didn't do nothing to me. Finally, they break us up, the cop gets fucking, comes over there, we had, like, the school cop on fucking campus or whatever. Um, and so they have to escort us to the office and, um, that was that. So it was kind of cool. Cause like my dad had to come pick me up and I'm talking to the principal and he's like, Hey, whose blood is on your shoe? And I'm like, I'm looking at him like, shit, ain't mine. <laughs> I'll tell you that motherfucking much ain't mine. And that's what I told him too. I was like, shit, ain't mine. I ain't bleeding nowhere. You see blood? He's like, no, I don't. So like my dad comes picks me up, and like I thought I thought this is why this is why I'm telling the fucking story twelve years later because it's a dope ass story. So like I get I get picked up and my and so the I hear my principal said yeah well your son sure did do damage on that other gentleman, and so like my dad picks me up he's like what happened blah blah blah, and I'm like you know I tried telling him like it was it was honestly like a fucking form of bullying I was like I I kept telling this motherfucker get another chair, he kept persistent with it that he wanted this one i told him dog you make me stand up it ain't gonna be good he told me stand up and so what what the fuck how the fuck did you raise me you raised me to motherfucking get down like he, you raised pit bulls if anybody knows me they know that we had a motherfucking pit bull farm like i'm a pit bull god damn it 
you know, so goddamn, you, you motherfucking tempt me is popping off, you know, so, um, shit popped off, you know, so, um, I had to go to court for it, because I was, uh, 18, and, um, I was suspended, not suspended, I was suspended for three days, but then I had to go to alternative school, alternative school for 45 school days, 45 school days, what, again, um, what makes the 45 school days so fucking shitty, and everybody is gonna fucking be able to do the math on this, is that fight must have been, like, in the end of October, because, like, that fucking, fucking thing fucking expanded and reached fucking the the Thanksgiving break, so that didn't count. Then it went to the fucking Christmas break. That shit didn't count. It went to the fucking New Year's break. That didn't count. So literally, like, again, keep in mind, this is my senior year. From fucking October, I had to go to this alternative school, which, trust me, trust me. We're going to get to the details of this alternative school. But from the end of October to fucking, like, mid-January... On my senior fucking year. So now let me give you details of this alternative school. And this is going to be my story and then I'm going to wrap up the podcast. But this fucking alternative school, I kid you fucking not, was the closest thing to prison. To fucking prison. Is I've ever experienced in my life. First things first. Everybody had to wear a fucking uniform. Second. It was the North Side School District. So it wasn't fucking all Marshall students. It was... And, and I'm exaggerating maybe a little bit in this whole story, but trust me, I'm not exaggerating at all that much. So basically, you get the worst of the worst students in all of the districts in San Antonio. So everybody that acts up, everybody that fights, typically like gang members and, and thugs and badasses and all these fucking people. So you, you literally fucking gather up all the fucking bad fucking criminal type kids and you put them in this fucking school which keep in mind i'm 30 i've never been to jail in my entire motherfucking life i don't get in trouble like i'm pretty fucking on the straight and narrow for the most part like i didn't i, I wasn't i didn't fit the fucking profile of the people that went to the the, the, the students that went to the school so like we all had to wear uniforms it was all white shoes khaki pants and a white polo Every single day. Now I need you to visualize this pure fuckery. I was the first. I'm not even exaggerating on this part. I was the first fucking person the bus picked up. At 5.45 a.m. So just put your fucking right hand on a spot on a piece of paper or something. I was the first motherfucker they picked up. They did their whole entire route. Then they took us all to school. 
School started at 8 o'clock. The route itself was about two hours long. You following me? So picture this. The fuckery continues. It's like the fucking reverse card in fucking Uno. The last people they picked up to go to school are the first people they dropped off. You get where I'm going with this? I was the first motherfucker they picked up at 5.45 in the morning. And I was the last motherfucker they dropped off at 6 p.m. Let that shit soak in for a little bit. First motherfucker they picked up at 5.45 a.m. Last motherfucker they dropped off at 6.30 p.m. I don't know, 6.15, 6 o'clock. It was, it was uh, fucking up there. It was in the sixes, goddammit. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. It gets much better. <laughs> oh, trust me, it gets much better. On that fucking two-hour bus ride, you can't talk. No talking on the fucking bus or you get extra days of alternative school. Huh. But when you get to school, guess what? You can't talk there either. If you want to talk, you raise your hand. Oh, 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 let's let's talk about that people that were there since we touched up on it. Mm, gang members. Um, I don't know. Face tattoos, arm tattoos, neck tattoos. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm still talking high school here. Shaved heads, thugs, criminals. Me. Thugs. Criminals. And uh, and me, but I'm a motherfucking G made for this shit, you know. So motherfucking killed it. But it was funny, like in the alternative school. I swear to God, bro, fucking bird calls. Oh, you can't speak. We still gonna communicate by bird calls. And I thought it was fucking crazy the first time I've experienced this shit. This is a fucking true story. So like, I'm walking down. And they, and they didn't have halls or nothing. They had a like fucking a annex buildings. Like they're all like those annex buildings. So like, and they had like little walkways. So like, I'm walking down the walkway and out of nowhere here, and I'm looking like, the fuck is you doing, bro? And then it all made sense. And then I heard a motherfucker from across the fucking. <laughs> then I heard a motherfucker from across the fucking way. And I'm like, the fuck, bro? And so, like, they all kind of, like, throwing up the deuces at each other and shit. I'm like, oh, my God. And that was an everyday thing. I'm like, what in the fuck? I ain't had no motherfucking friends in there at all anyways to motherfucking bird call with. But I thought that shit was fucking interesting. Not only that. And, again, keep in mind, true fucking story. Every day for lunch, every day at lunch, they put on cops. I don't know if it was like an intimidation factor, like, hey, 
You act up. You break the law. You go to jail, buddy. I'm not too sure what the case was, but I thought it was kind of weird. Like, every day, oh, single file line to get lunch. I mean, the fucking standard prison shit. Single file line, you get your tray. No tortillas here. Guess what movie that is? Blood and Blood Out. Bet you didn't know that. Um, yeah, I mean, it was fucking standard prison shit. So, like, we, we get our lunch. Bullshit cartons of milk, just like a fucking first grader. Bullshit ass fucking lunch. Nasty as fuck. And we'd watch Cops Monday through Friday. It was insane. And so, like, my mom was really worried about me because, like, I'd get home and I wouldn't talk. And she's like, is everything okay? Like, what's going on, John? Like, why have you been so quiet? Like, is, is that school okay? And it wasn't that that's, the school wasn't okay or anything like that. But, like, can you imagine, like, being required to be quiet for 12 hours? Monday through Friday? And then, like, at 6 p.m., like, you just expect me to turn this fucking on switch off and nah man it kills your mood it kills your fucking your vibe like i was just really in a bad place at that time like i would just get home and just be like hey mom let's go to my room hey you want to go with me to heb or hey you want something to dinner um i don't know sure whatever you know it was just a shitty fucking time and um and again the shit stretched out from fucking October to like mid-January which we're gonna get to here in a bit too but like I specifically remember a couple stories and then I'll wrap it up but my mom had asked me she's like well what's for lunch like what do I eat and I just kind of gave her this fucking grody face like uh she's like is it good and I was like nah it's not that good and she's like okay well maybe I can bring you lunch and I was like oh you can't bring your lunch and she's like, they don't require, they can't, you can't bring your own lunch. And I said, no. And she's like, okay, well, what I'll do is if you don't want to eat that lunch, I can pack you like those little packs of like peanut butter crackers and like little snacks here and there. She's like, you can eat that little snack like on the bus or, you know, whenever you get the opportunity to and, and kind of save your appetite for dinner. And I said, yeah, that'll work or whatever. So we buy those peanut butter crackers and, um, so one day I'm about to go to lunch and I'm about to pop open those peanut butter crackers and I'm, I'm I'm reaching in my pockets and and I don't know what the fuck those peanut butter crackers are. And I'm like, fuck, man. And I, I looked forward. I looked forward to those peanut butter crackers and I couldn't find them anywhere. And I'm like, fuck, dude. I, have, I sit down. I'm like, God damn it. What the fuck happened to my crackers? And the motherfucker that sat right next to me, I have no proof I don't know what the fuck happened. Popped open. Crackers. Crackers. I know they were mine. Do I have proof? Nah, but for the motherfucker right next to me to be eating the same motherfucking crackers that my mama packed? Nah. Mm-mm. Not a coincidence, buddy. You either stole them right out of my fucking coat pocket or you seen him drop out of my coat pocket picked the motherfucking crackers up and had enough balls to eat them motherfuckers right next to me 
right next to me. I went home that day and was like, Mom, you would not fucking believe what happened today. I mean, Jesus Christ. How the fuck? There was this another time when I was in lunch. And I was sitting next to this nerdy white kid. Had no business there either. Me and this kid, man, we had no business in that alternative school. And I swear to God, I'm sitting there watching my daily episode of Cops. Nobody won't bump in day. Nobody won't bump in day. Hey, hey, bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Cops. And what's funny about that is they had the captions on every episode of Cops. And I, I swear to God, ask my sister. Majority of you guys know my sister. I used to know that whole fucking song word by word. Swear to God. But anyways, back to the story. Me and this fucking white kid had no fucking business at that school. He looked fucking punier than me. Like, he was a little bitty. I have no idea what the fuck did he do. Hack into a computer or hack into a fucking... The teacher's grades or some shit, because I know he wasn't about that thug life. I know he wasn't about that motherfucking real shit, like like your boy. Um, he was there next to me, and like me and him just chilling, like I said, watching our cops. And out of nowhere, I see this fucking Mexican tattooed arm just come right between me and white man. And I look over like, what? the fuck and just like your typical prison movie motherfucker snatches homeboy's milk just yank i'm talking this i can't lie about this shit man snatches this motherfucker's milk and I was like 13 school days away from getting out. So I, I, I t- I'd ask myself several times, man, if that would have been my milk, the fuck would I have done? I would like to say I would have whooped his ass too because I'm a real ass motherfucker, right? But I don't know because I was fucking like 32 days in or some shit. Like that would have been tough. And, and, and uh, so I'll get back to that here in a bit. Remind me. So... My fucking milks get snatched, right? And me and white man, me and white boy, I'm white, so I can say that. We look back and like, swear to God, ball head Mexican, facial hair. What the fuck, bro? I didn't get facial hair till I was like 26. This motherfucker blessed with a full goatee at 14. Now nah, he was probably like 20. Why the fuck's he still in high school, alternative school? No idea. Fucking snatches homeboy's milk. Me and homeboy both look at him. And like a motherfucking G. Like the seventh letter of the motherfucking alphabet. Motherfucker cracks open that milk carton. I swear to God. True story. And starts drinking that milk in front of both of us. Almost as if the motherfucker didn't know whose milk that was and he was just looking at both of us like i wish you motherfucking would tell me something and shit wasn't my milk i wasn't finna tell him nothing i ate like not my beef not my shit and so i'm looking back like oh fuck 
boy, boy, white boy over here to look straight forward again. Like I'm watching cops. I have no idea what's going on. Throat probably dry as a bitch. Probably eating some dry ass fucking bread and shit. I forget the fuck they served us there, but the shit wasn't good. And I'm like, gee, again, Jesus Christ, man. Like, I wonder what the fuck I'd have did if that was my milk. I'd like to say I'd have fucking. I'd like to say I just yeah 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 goose 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 and my fucking retired in that motherfucking alternative school probably get shanked in that bitch. Probably would have died up in there if I'd have stuck up for my motherfucking milk carton. But luckily, was not my shit, so fuck it. I lived another day. But the funny thing is about that school was, I swear to God, man, I, I, it was like a fucking, I, it was like, a, I'm t- man, I, it kills me. Like, that's why I'm so fucking passionate about the story is because, like, it was like a real fucking prison experience, bro. I had a fucking 45-day sentence. I call it a motherfucking sentence. I had a 45-day sentence in that shit. People would go in there for 15 days. That's three weeks. People would go in there for 20 days. That's four weeks. Equivalent to four years, partner. People go in there for 25 school days. That's twenty. That's five years, baby. Do the fucking math, man. I was in that bitch for nine weeks, a.k.a. nine years, man. I seen motherfuckers, I seen motherfuckers come and go. I was a motherfucking OG in that motherfucking alternative school, man. I seen motherfuckers come and go. And it was like fucking prison, man. They they all packed their shit. We all clapped for him and said, do better, man. Hope I don't see you back in the joint, partner. And that's true. I mean, again, when I said I was exaggerating, that's kind of why I'm exaggerating. But, like, it really was, bro. Literally, I seen people come and go in that motherfucking school. And it was so weird. Like, every day, every Friday, not every day, every fucking Friday, one of my other teachers would let us watch it was just so weird. We would watch fucking Forrest Gump every fucking Friday. But anybody that's watched Forrest Gump, which is everybody, knows that's like a fucking four-hour movie. And every fucking Friday, he would start it. And the class was only like an hour. So, like, we watched the fucking first hour of Forrest Gump. I watched the fucking first hour of Forrest Gump nine fucking times, man. It was the most annoying fucking shit in the world. We get there Friday. All right, let's watch the first 60 minutes of a fucking two and a half fucking three hour movie. Fuck it. It was just so fucking lame, man. I fucking hated it. So by the time I got out of that shit, you know, my mom says, hey, you excited to go back to Marshall? Mm, Nah, I'm going to give my dad back a call. I'm going to graduate with all my friends and and shit because I fucking at that point I hated San Antonio. And um, I got the fuck out of Dodge, man. So um, fuck that shit. Not for me. And so then again, you know, um, graduated in Smithville and worked in worked in Bastrop for a couple years. And then I moved back to San Antonio. And I'll tell you what, man, I'm 30 now. I will never, I don't, uh, nah, I would never move anywhere else. I'm in love with San Antonio. I love everything about it. I love the culture. I love the food. I love everything about it. I love my job. I love my company. Man, my fan, you know, my kids are here. Like, uh, I couldn't be any happier with where I'm at now. But I did want to share that fucking story. That shit's a dope-ass story. It's one of my favorite stories to tell. Um on wax the podcast you know we we, we uh, uh i might do a couple of these like depending on how people react to this episode i trust and believe i got plenty of motherfucking stories 
very similar to this one um that you know maybe i can go on like a little 30 minute story tell every every couple episodes or some shit if you like it i might hear mm, shit was whack and this might be a, just a one and done but um I mean, I was really trying to go an hour. It's only 56 minutes, so let's see if I can talk for a couple more minutes. Um, not that it really, what the fuck does it matter if the shit says 56 minutes or an hour? I have no idea. But, um, yeah, that's about it. So, you know, San Antonio, crazy motherfucking city, man. Uh, crazy motherfucking city. I tell you that much for sure. Um, it's so crazy, too, because... Um, Man, just the people are so different. Uh, oh, I know I can I can get it to an hour. Just talk about the city of San Antonio. The city of San Antonio, swear to God, it reminds me a lot of Smithville. So all my Smithville listeners can relate and all my San Antonio re- listeners can relate. And I wish both of you guys, I wish the San Antonians knew how Smithville was. And I knew how, I wish the Smithvillians knew how San Antonio was because, and it's probably like this in every city. I, I don't know because I've only known these two places. But like in San in Smithville, we have the tracks and the tracks it it's a it's a divide line to be honest with you i mean that's how it was growing up we we knew the fuck you was about depending on what side of the tracks you were if you were on this side of the tracks you was either white and nerdy if you was on the motherfucking this side of the tracks it should go down you know what i'm saying shit get crazy you know what i'm saying you know the whites was on this side the browns and the blacks is on this side and that's just for the most part how it went San Antonio, same thing. Like, you can put a motherfucking blindfold on me. You can fucking put put a blindfold on me, drive me around town for 30 fucking minutes and say, what side of town you on? I will motherfucking know. I swear to God. Man, that shit crazy, though, because... And, like, the sides, not even north side, south side, like, the east side's different than the west side of San Antonio. The south side different than the north side of San Antonio. Like, it's just crazy because, like... Growing up, all I knew was the south side of San Antonio. All I knew, like my grandparents lived in San Antonio. I lived in Smithville. Every uh, Thanksgiving, we'd go to the south side. And, and all I knew was Zarzamora. All I knew was Southwest Military. All I knew was fucking uh, South Park Mall. And so when I moved to the north side of San Antonio, the people are different. The restaurants are different. The streets are different. The people are different. The cars are different. The clothes are different. Everything's the Walmart's. Are, I mean, fucking the Walmart's are different. I can go to a Walmart on the south side and it looks completely different than the Walmart's on the north side. Same with the motherfucking HEBs. Shit's insane, you know. Um, it's just crazy. Again, kind of wrapping it up to what we was talking about. Just crazy, crazy how fucking people are different. How cities are different how parts of the city are different how people are raised how people transition shit's insane man it's one time i'm working for the i was working for the current company i was working for but in a different department and it's so funny uh i think the story's hilarious um i was working for the eligibility department so i thank you for calling blah 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 blah. how can i help you and the guy's like hey i want to you know start membership and I, i'd ask him i said have you ever served in the military if so fun. let me let me rewind. I got I got it. if I'm gonna tell the story, I gotta tell it right. So thank you for calling, blah 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 blah. How may I assist you? And the guy's like, Hey, I was wondering, uh, can I start membership with you guys? And I was like, Of course, sir. Let me ask you just a couple quick questions. Have you or any family member of yours served in the military? And he hits I swear to God, he hits me with the Nah, but I live off military drive. Does that count? And at this time, I'm 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 damn near dead, right? I'm like, 
I'm like, this gotta be a motherfucking prank. I'm like, this shit gotta be a motherfucking joke. I'm like, excuse me, sir, what? He's like, nah, I didn't serve in the military, but I live off military drive. Can I start membership or what? <laughs> nah, sir. But I couldn't tell him no, because that motherfucker stalked me. And what? He probably somebody I went to alternative school with, to be honest with you. Um... Uh, <laughs> Nah, I'm playing. Uh, nah, nigga, acting stupid, man. I be acting silly, though. Nah, but seriously, uh, shit's funny as fuck. No, god damn it. No, you can't get membership if you live off military drive, motherfucker. Shit. What the fuck you think we is, man? God damn. And uh, just a quick story, just because I just feel like talking right now. So I remember, um, I, think I, I think I told the story on the podcast, by the way. So old listeners... You know, put your earmuffs on and turn this shit off. And new listeners, this is a quick, funny story. So when I was transitioning from Bastrop back into San Antonio. So after I moved to San Antonio, got in the alternative school drama, wanted to graduate in Smithville, lived in Bastrop until I was 20. When I was 20, I moved back into San Antonio. And I remember having a talk with my dad. It was like the night before I was leaving to San Antonio. And he calls me. He's like, are you sure you want to go? And I was like, yeah, yeah, dad, I'm, I'm good. He's like, he's like, I just want to tell you. Like, and he's just always cautious. He's like, you know, these people are different, man. He's like, I was born and raised in San Antonio, John. And I know these people are different, you know. And I was like, no, dad, I got it. You know, I'm a grown man. I'm, and it's funny, too, because, like, everybody, like, when they're 17, 18, 19, 20, we all think we grown man. I was like, dad, I'm a, gr- I'm a grown man, man. I'm 20 years old. I'm a grown man. He's like, all right. He's like, well, I want, what I want you to do is watch the news tonight. You know, watch your Austin news. And then watch your San Antonio news tomorrow night. He's like, it's going to be completely different, John. It's, it's, it's just a different animal. And I was like, Dad, I'm all right. So um, I don't know what day it was, but my first day at work, um, I worked at a bank. And I was greeting somebody, but he wasn't paying attention to me. I worked at the bank inside of Walmart. So, like, we literally had to talk about – we had to talk to people inside of Walmart. So they had not, no affiliation with our bank. We were literally trying to, to get business. And I and I said, "Hello, sir. How, how are you doing?" Or, "Hey, sir. Hope you're having a good day." Or, "Hey, sir. Who do you bank with?" I forget what the fuck I asked him. And I did ask him. Let's just say I said, "Hey, sir. Curious. Who do you bank with?" And I sort of got. He turns around and looks at me. and says, "What the fuck you just say to me?" My fucking balls went straight to my throat. <laughs> you know how to how to motherfucking like a motherfucking knot in your throat. I swear I had that knot in my throat. He's like, "What the fuck you just say to me?" I'm like, oh, "Have a good day, sir." Boom, boom, boom. Boom. San Antonio, baby. Smithville, Texas, baby. It's on wax. The podcast. We went an hour and two minutes by my motherfucking self. LJ, if you don't motherfucking get with it, I take over this motherfucker by my motherfucking self. That's a motherfucking promise, baby. On wax. The podcast. We're back. LJ's back with me. This next episode. This is my solo one. Next episode, it's me and LJ. We're back in the booth. After that, we have DeJour. We have Randini. We have Asha. We have C. Wade. We have more guests than you motherfucking know. We back at it. 2018 is our motherfucking year. On Wax, the podcast, continue to give us five-star reviews on iTunes, continue to like our fucking comments in fucking Facebook, comment, like, share, uh, if you have any ideas, Fabian, what up, partner, I know that uh, you gave me an agenda, but you gave me that motherfucking agenda back in September, I looked at that agenda and realized that ain't none of it relevant, or I would've went over that shit, give me a new agenda, please, I take fan questions, I take fan topics, I love y'all's motherfucking feedback, I fucking need it, I fucking thrive off of it, I fucking, ah, on wax, we're back, I'm excited, hope you like this fucking solo episode, because I enjoy doing it, like, I can't
can't believe I just fucking recorded for over an hour. I chat y'all's motherfucking ears off. Tell a motherfucking friend. Put this shit on at work. Uh, whatever the fucking case. I hope this helped you with your motherfucking day. On Wax, the podcast, we are back, but I am out. Good night. Yeah.